Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the Believe in Overwatch League Podcast from the Believe Podcast Network. We are Matt and Kevin, and each week we're bringing you news about gaming, pop culture, and of course, Overwatch. This week we cover game rentals, Blizzard, and more Overwatch League. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the League episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you're just having a spectacular week. Um, we, we are tired 20-somethings. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I am tired and 20-something. No. Wow, I just answered for the both of us. Oh, my God. Uh, no, um, <laughs> in all honesty, I'm, I'm, I'm a little stressed. You know, we are approaching Memorial Day weekend, and for me, that means... Uh, staffing for fanime con so ah. um a, a lot of things you know on my plate getting ready to not only go to my first convention in four three years but uh also being you know one of the main stage hosts there so uh if you guys happen to be in san jose uh, for fanime con say hi um I, I will be at the gaming stage my hours are from like 10 p.m to 2 a.m um i'm just out there chilling out playing fun games and uh i'm like the nighttime announcer for everybody so mm-hmm. um hopefully hopefully that that'll work out for everybody uh what about you matt how's how's everything going on on your end i am like <sighs> this week has been like a very easy week for me but i still feel very very stressed and tired and 20 something uh i didn't have to go to rehearse i only went like i said in the in the news episode i only went to uh I only went to one day of rehearsal this week, but it's just like knowing that I have to be on book. Well, I mean, I, I know my lines for the play. It's just like the, uh, will I remember them during rehearsal kind of thing? Like I have them when I'm not at rehearsal, but when I go to rehearsal, my mind just erases everything that I have spent hours memorizing. So that's a lot of fun. And then I'm just trying to figure out like, I'm trying to find time where I can just sit down and like read things. Like if I want to get this horror podcast started and like planned out and like my ideal goal would be to like have a few episodes in the can so that I can start releasing them in October because it's spooky month. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also have time to like hopefully be working on them as the episodes are releasing. So I'll have a little bit of lead time, but like one I have to to read all these stories and figure out which ones I want to do. Two, I have to find people to like do voiceovers and record. Three, I have to edit them all. And four, I have to like set up like an anchor profile, probably set up socials for them, which I will never post on. And then it's just like the stress of doing it. It's like, why don't I just lay in my bed and sleep forever? Let's do that instead, but I can't because I'm a workaholic. No, I feel that. I, I, w- I wish that was an option. You know what would have been really fun as a job, Kevin, if had we been born several thousand years ago? Mm. Why couldn't we just been philosophers, you know, just like walk around and think about stuff and like <laughs> yeah. have that as a we, job? We had to use our brains and then have other people write about us using our brains. Just like, <laughs> I think, therefore, I am. Holy Jeez. shit, that's so profound. Pay me for hey. that thought. 
Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Like, like imagine just being like Aristotle, and just like, hey, these are my thoughts. People listen to me and give me food and money, and then thousands of years later, people are still listening to his thoughts. Like, how is that even a job? How do you quantify that into like something you could get paid for? Yeah, it it do be kind of crazy. Oh my god, I just realized. Well, motivational speakers are just fucking modern day philosophers. I hate it. Oh my god, I don't like that thought. <laughs> I really well, don't you, like that thought. You, you did it to yourself. <laughs> I know I did it to myself, and I hate myself for it. Why did I? Yeah, yeah, and I don't like that. Um. Anyway, uh. Let's kick off this this new, this league episode before I give myself any more cringeworthy thoughts. Um, okay, so Friday, May twentieth, we had the Philadelphia Fusion three zero the Shanghai Dragons, which I was very surprised by because I thought the Shanghai Dragons would at least take one over the Philly Fusion, but nope, three <laughs> zero. Um, the Los Angeles Valiant lost one to three against the Gangzhou Charge. The Seoul Dynasty lost one to three against the Hangzhou Spark. The Washington Justice went three to one over the Paris Eternal. And the NYXL went 0-3 against the Florida Mayhem. The and the Dallas Field went 3-0 against the Toronto Defiant. Uh, and then moving on to Saturday, the Gangzhou Charge lost 0-3 to the Chengdu Hunters. The Spark lost 2-3 to the Shanghai Dragons. The Valiant lost 2-3 to the Seoul Dynasty. The Outlaws 3-0, the London Spitfire. The Gladiators went 2-3 against the San Francisco Shock. The Toronto Defiant went 3-1 over the Boston Uprising. The Gangzhou Charge lost 0-3 to the Philly Fusion. The Seoul Dynasty went 3-0 against the Chengdu Hunters. We are actually on Sunday now, and I didn't even notice I was reading Sundays. Um, the Hangzhou Spark went 3-2 over the LA Valiant. The Vancouver Titans went 0-3 against the Atlanta Reign. The Fuel went 3-0 against the Paris Eternal, and the Justice lost 1-3 against the Boston Uprising. This is also the notable because this is the first week that we actually got games from the APAC region. So it was... For me, at least, what was interesting to see was the the difference of style. What what was different about the style, and what was also very similar about the style between APAC and NA. Um. So, I I I tried to watch three matches this week, but I got a headache for a couple of days, so I I couldn't do as many as i wanted to um but i did watch the fuel versus the dragons this was the first map on friday match on friday excuse me and also the very first match of the apac region this year um sure the philly fusion they had a bit of a uh a newer starting lineup they did not they had some newer people from their academy team starting and playing um so we had carpe zest belos rea Fixa and Aim God, so it was a bit of a mixture between the the veteran players and the brand new from the academy players. Um, the Shanghai Dragon, on the other hand, were just their standard lineup. They didn't really change much because why would you need to? You are the champions. What you're doing obviously worked in the past, so don't mess with a good thing. But they had Flip or they had Lip, Fleta, Void, Lijigon, and Itsayaki. Um. 
this was interesting because they went 0-3 against the Philly Fusion. Like, seriously, like Zest, Bellastrea, um, uh, MN3, like these are new kids, but they were pretty much running circles around the Shanghai Dragons. Um, I don't know what it was against the the drag but what it was about the dragons but they weren't really playing like the dragons we remember um i'm not sure about like what they're feeling about the meta like on the first map um new queen street they were playing um they were playing azaria against the winston um and what i've noticed about the apac region is that they do like the zarya a lot like Whereas the, the NA region, they're mostly running Doom and Winston with a couple of Zaryas here and there. Um, the APAC region was leaning more heavily towards a lot more Zarya play and Winston play. Um, it, it just depends on the map whether they would pick the Zarya or the Winston. Um, but it still feels like the Winston is still, in general, right now the more valuable and I guess I don't want to say better pick, but it is the better pick because a lot of the teams like no matter both regions are playing very heavy dive. Like soldier 76 is pretty much a must have no matter who you're playing Lucio and Anna are pretty much must haves for whatever you're running. Um, but with the Winston, you just, you get so much more range and a little bit more shielding and like more spread damage than the Zarya. And the Zarya only has the two bubbles. And like, yes, you can kind of use them both for your, your team or both on yourself or mix and match in between. Um, but there's just that, that lack of a, a, a sustained shield and a sustained um, or not sustained, a sustained shield, but a, a good escape mechanic doesn't make that Zarya feel like the best choice. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think overall the dragons weren't really, um, they weren't playing as aggressively as, as we, they could have, they played very passively. And I, I just don't think that they were ready to, they were ready for the, the skill and aggression that these new players on, um, the fusion have. So, I mean, this was the first match that I've seen of the fusion. I didn't get to watch, um, did they also they had another match definitely yeah i didn't get to see them against the charge if they played but i'm going to be watching this team very closely because i want to see if this was maybe a fluke for them if they caught the dragons unawares or if like if mn3 zest and bellos rea really are as good as they were in this match and if they can keep it up yeah, it's it's definitely something that like you keep in mind. You gotta just watch and figure out if uh you know, maybe it's a slip up, maybe it's just not their week. Um it could also just be like, you know, there is something that, that works better for them. Um and we just haven't seen it yet. So it it might be a case of, you know, early early jitters. Hopefully we, we can get a lot more later down the line, but uh we will definitely see how that plays out later. Mm-hmm. One thing that the uh, the casters that um, Avril and Achilles did say is that the dragons have a history of kind of being like this, in that they um, they're not very good when they start out. They like they'll start a season out very very slowly, 
but towards the end of the season they'll they'll just get a lot stronger um they'll figure out their kinks but my question is is that with these shorter like mini tournament runs can they afford to do that because i mean next week not not this coming week of games but after that the first week of june that's already the tournament so if you're if you're i mean with the apac region being as small as it is can you afford to to have that lower record or maybe is that even a strat is that a strategy for them so they'll they'll go against lower seed teams or or something no we we won't know until they they confirm it themselves or if that is even a legit strat that they are going to try so um hopefully we get the answer sooner than later so we'll definitely see if that uh that is the case i i do think that teams do get better later down the line and we are just you know at the beginning of the of the year so a lot of these teams are still trying to figure out uh what they can get away with and what they can what they can play with essentially uh-huh there's also there's also the um there's also the the question of whether or not like maybe the dragons were just better on the 6v6 comp maybe the the 5v5 is just not their their style maybe they can't maybe they're still working that out yeah it it might be something that like it definitely takes more time um and we'll we'll see if teams are ready to face them or not um and also like if they can adjust to the new style that is overwatch too you know Mm -hmm. um and so the second match that i actually got to watch before my headache kicked in um was the spark v the dragons so the dragons did win this one it was a three to two though um and like this is i think where it was really evident that the 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 dragons are a slow team to wake up but once they kind of once they get it that's when they they kind of do start rolling um for the dragons at least this was not a a very good showing because on the on the spark you had shy alpha bernard irony and super rich on the dragons you again had the classic lip fleta fate Legion and itsiaki um the spark are just doing so like when they're starting out through and throughout these matches like shy and alpha Yi are just doing such a good job of controlling like lip and fleta or um who else do they or who are you like i i feel like they they benefited from all the tape that the other team that these teams have on the dragons so that you know like okay you need to isolate this person if like for example if like lip kept getting taken out on um eichenwald was eichenwald yeah on eichenwald lip kept getting taken out so once lip gets taken out the the damage on top of you losing a player like that's a lot of damage that the um the dragons don't have so you can easily pounce on that especially with like a very skilled dps line like shy and alpha Yi. um alpha Yi was like really big on his reaper a lot of the time like a lot of the fights that the spark did win were alpha Yi just coming in and popping a quick death blossom <laughs> and getting at least two kills there um, which really makes it evident how 
big I think a 5v6 5v5 versus a 6v6 change is because like if you kill two players that's only three as opposed to four people when it doesn't seem like a lot that's still like a whole lot of health and damage and body that you still have on the point um yes it's compensated by the other side only having five as well but it's still such a huge change um i mean the halfway through watching this is when my headache did kick in um but what i will say about the apac versus the um the na region is that like even if both like both regions are very kind of set in the current meta being like typically a winston soldier 76 maybe like a genji or a tracer um an anna and a lucio like even though that typically is it i like how the at least for me the apac region had a little bit of variation in the matches that i saw like on lijong lijong was a big one for variation because um the spark pulled out a pharmacy combo which i haven't seen at all this season yet which i really appreciated like alpha e was really good on his far like just giving the dragon such a hard time and they didn't know how to deal with it even though they had a hit scan which it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but the, the dragons also pulled out a Rhine for the first time from what I've seen the entire season. Like immediately they did switch back to the um the Winston, but still you you had some variation. Like, who are you also pulled out of May on Lee Jong? So I typically like just because I play more like the NA style, I typically liked watching the NA style more. But I mean, it's already feeling kind of stale because the meta is pretty much the same picks every single round, every single match, every single team. I feel like I might just pivot more towards watching the APAC region and hopefully there's a little bit of variation there and I can see something that is a bit more interesting than just the same dive every single time. Yeah, sometimes like th that's that's the thing that we kind of set ourselves in is just like we see the same thing over and over again so we don't get the the joy of variety and um yeah i i do like enjoy to seeing what teams decided to pull out and um it is it is kind of the same deal like once a meta is kind of set we kind of play it but uh once again i don't know if hero bands are gonna fix that at all it might just be you know hanging out and i mean they hoping tried hoping it. that yeah, it, it it might just have to be like once more players get into it, there might be more options or more uh things that people haven't had a look at yet. So mm -hmm. hopefully we do get to see that later down the line as well. I, I I would be excited to see where this goes. Or maybe just more balance updates. Yeah, that too. I, I do think that like balance shifts any any form of meta shift is really really good for the game uh not only to just like for variety's sake but also to um also to just make sure that everything is viable there might be a counter strat xyz so uh we'll definitely take a peek at that if there is changes later down the line You didn't get. You didn't happen to catch the San Francisco shock game, did you, Kevin? Because I was trying to watch that, but my headache kicked in and I fell asleep. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't watch it at all. I've been like, I've been super swamped. Oh yeah, you're, uh, getting, you're getting new job stuff done, so that's totally. It's new job stuff, and I've also been working 15 days straight. Uh, oh my god! 
for uh <laughs> for the escape room. Uh it, it's it's not that. It's also just because like like as as you all know, you know, COVID is still a thing. <laughs> yep. And so um like me at the escape room, obviously like it's a very hands-on job. I have to like touch a bunch of stuff. I have to disinfect everything between every room. Um and uh apparently COVID decided, hey, how about this week we take away every single manager and team lead? Oh no. <laughs> so literally anybody who held like a manager position or like um a position to like run the games all just like went out with COVID. <laughs> so uh essentially we've been self-governed for <laughs> for the past <laughs> like this past two weeks because the COVID protocol at, at the at the job is 10 days. Like you you're out for 10 days and you cannot come back. So I think that's gonna be super fun. Um what if everybody gets it, COVID? Th- that's what we were saying. It was like we just have to close our doors. Like it's literally to the point where tomorrow, like today I close. Like like I closed like a middle shift. So it was like a two to ten shift. Um tomorrow I have a nine thirty to five thirty shift and we only have like three people there. <laughs> so Oh um, no. It it'll be fine. I mean, as long as we don't have a bunch of people coming in. Um I get I get the joy of saying it's my last day. Um so I get to go in and tell everybody like, hey, oh congrats. Tip me. It's my last day. Um so but it, it's not over. It's clearly not over. I have so much more to do um immediately after that. So <laughs> Um, How do you feel I'm excited. I'm gonna miss it. Like honestly, the that escape room is like the people who work there. It's like how can I describe it? the The best way how I described it to a friend was like, imagine if every day was a different sitcom cl- like show, <laughs> right? Okay. Depending on who you guys get, depends on how crazy or how bonkers the control room gets. Um. And also just like the way how we interact with guests. So like we have like the we have like the typical gym bro. We have the you know we have the funny Hispanic guy. We have the the non-binary like weightlifter. We have the six foot two guy who has pink hair. Like we just have like a bunch of just random people and they're all like a great colorful cast. So um you know, I me being the the funny token Asian guy, uh, they're gonna have to find <laughs> gonna have to find a new person to fill in that role. Um, so I gotta get recasts. Um, but I do think it's <laughs> I do think it's gonna be really funny, um, to see how it goes because, um, everybody there is just like it's really fun to be there. Um, highly recommend working at an escape room if you if you are shy at all. Um, it gets you in front of people. It gets you talking. Um, and you get to you get to play games for and get paid to like watch people struggle or play games um but yeah i it i'm gonna miss it but i i think that like i told him like i'm not gone gone i'm not like moving out of state or anything i'm just i'm just gonna be doing a different job i'll probably peek my head in there every once in a while so uh we, we'll see we'll see so now that you know the secrets of of their escapiness you think you could like pretty much solve anything that you were thrown into? Uh, I think I'd have a good shot. Um, I don't think everything is for me. Um, I played a slightly spooky escape room once and I pooed myself almost. And <laughs> I was like, I cannot play 
Like, I don't want to get punished for solving puzzles correctly, you know? Oh, like, God, yeah. Um, so, so like, yeah, Wait, I can, really I can possibly. Bad? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was just, like, I, I don't do good with spooks. Uh -huh. So, like, being mid-puzzle, like, I'm hard, like, big-braining. And then you get startled. I'm like, I can't do this. I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, so, so, yeah. I'd, <laughs> In the words of Junkie, this game too scary. Yeah, it, it kind of spooky. Uh, so, best way to describe it is like I could probably get through an escape room. I could probably figure out like where certain things go, um, but uh, I wouldn't put it past me to say like I can clear every escape room ever. I do think that there will be one that I will come across. Uh, maybe whenever you know, if LA ever does have you know another Overwatch League like. LAN or you know homestand no uh, we go down there i i wear some of my work shirts we figure out a time to go to uh one of the locations and we can uh we can play through maybe one or two of them um nice. we'll definitely take a peek but yeah i do enjoy escape room uh highly recommend if you haven't done an escape room try one um yeah <laughs> All right, so let's look at what we are looking at starting on Friday for the Overwatch League. Um, so this is going to be the last week for the qualifiers for the kickoff clash. Um, and we are start. Actually, no, we're starting on Thursday at 3 a.m., which is, oh, my God, that's in three hours from when we're recording this. So it'll oh, already geez. be done by the time we upload. So it's the Philly Fusion versus the Seoul Dynasty. The Chengdu Hunters versus the Spark, the Shanghai Dragons versus the Gangzhou Charge, um, an encore of the Philly Fusion versus the Dynasty, an encore of the Hunters versus the Spark, and an encore of the Dragons versus the Charge. Um, then on Friday, we have the Hunters versus the Fusion, the Gangzhou Charge versus the Soul Dynasty, the Shanghai Dragons versus the Valiant, and an encore of the Charge versus the Dynasty. Then we get into the um, western region games which are the la gladiators versus the spitfire the excelsior versus the defiant the titans versus the shock and then on saturday we've got the spark versus the charge the dragons versus the hunters the valiant versus the fusion an encore of dragons versus hunters the rain versus the spitfire the eternal versus the outlaws the mayhem versus the justice and then on sunday huh, <laughs> we have the dynasty versus the dragons the hunters versus the valiant the fusion versus the spark the dynasty versus the dragons at encore the uprising versus the fuel and the gladiators versus the rain which i think that last one's going to be a good match um i just looking at all of these it's like i remember i there were people who like their dedicated job was to cover like all the matches of the overwatch league and like in a journalistic sense, not like a, uh, Hey, let's do a podcast like me and Kevin do. No, they had to like cover everything. And like, we're at the, uh, the blizzard arena every day. How did they do it? I don't, I don't it's know. It's like with every I, sports reporter. How do you do it? I mean, sports reporting is like, it's one game, right? Like you go there, it's one game. You watch the one game and then you call it a day, right? Like, but sometimes but, there's multiple games in a day. Yeah, but like, yeah, this this is just like ridiculous. Like, you're you're going here, you're watching like, you have to watch like a ton of games and pray that it like 
that we actually get something. Uh, and we have a bunch of games. Like one one weekend, you know, you have like twenty games to watch. <laughs> you have to know what every every single person did. Um, kind of ridiculous. So hats off to everybody who still covers the league. Uh, it it's just a lot to go over. Um, but yeah, I I hope I I actually will make it a case. Um, after this weekend, um, I will, I will be more on top of, you know, the Overwatch League and, and stuff like that, just because, you know, I will have time to actually sit down and, and watch some stuff. So you will not be like running ragged out of your mind, doing paperwork and, and also doing escape room stuff, paperwork and escape room, like dying, you know, um, <laughs> can't forget the dying. Yeah. It, it, it's just inevitable. It's just happening every time. So, uh, we we will see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <sighs> what a, what is life? Anyway, thank you guys for tuning into our our very tired boy session of the league part of the podcast. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I can't words. Um, yes, it happens. <laughs> hopefully, after this three day weekend, we'll be better. Apologies for for our our weirdness and our tiredness, but uh, that's what happens when you're a millennial. But thanks for tuning in, guys. We love you all so much, wherever you are listening in from the world. Um, and we will we'll catch you soon. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, adios. Next week we update you on the Overwatch League and the world of gaming. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us, and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Send us an email at BLEAVNOWL at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with us, you can contact the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.